0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Morning Manna with St. Petersburg Global Ministries and Apostolic Teaching and Worship, and where we share the Word of God, prayer, and worship. If you desire personal prayer, email us at St. Petersburg Global Ministries at yahoo.com. Now, let's go into the service already in progress. Recording in progress. And good morning and welcome to uh morning Mano. Good morning. And welcome welcome to uh the broadcast on this morning. This is Pastor Diane Winbush. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Um it is early in the morning, but we thank you so much for being our guest on today. Um we wanna make a few announcements before we get started with our uh our prayer and bible study. And, um, of course, we want you to continue to be able um, to find some time to pray for the Ukrainians as well as, you know, as I always continue to say, uh, you know, make sure we're praying that God will come in and he will um, strengthen the president of Ukraine. That's very, very important a lot of times we run to people's aid but the but the situation is not going to uh, be of no effect unless the leader is strong himself. And so we thank you, Father, for, uh, you know, taking back the captivity. That's what we want to do, to take take back the captivity of the people where the people are restored to their places and to their homes, their, uh, their, their uh, jobs, and what have you. People have been forced to leave their homes, forced to leave their jobs, forced to leave a lot of places, and um, we know that God would love for a person to prosper have their homes and their means, food and shelter and what have you. And so um, there's some things that is going on with the Russian president where he's actually perhaps uh, maybe um, having an alt against the United States. So if he picks with someone else, that will cause the United States and other countries to uh, get involved so he can be able to show his power, how much power and what he has. And so now this president of, of Russia has gone on off the deep end. Okay, and so that's where we have to be uh praying that the Lord will steal the enemy. He will steal the enemy and of course we also want to also continue to practice uh, good health uh um hygiene practices. Um this the the, the virus uh y'all is coming back. Um It's coming back. It's already in China. It's already um, in other parts of Europe where it is spreading continually. It's coming back. And so we have to continue to remain humble, okay? We have to continue to remain humble. I do not believe that it's not ever going to go anywhere, okay? I feel um, that the Lord will be using the coronavirus to be able to humble some people, Okay, because we have you know, we've fallen short. All of us have fallen short. That's the reason why we have to pray and talk to God about us. You know, where are we with God? Where is our relationship with that God with God? Okay, we have all fallen short. Do you hear me what I'm saying? I'm talking about me as well as others. We have all fallen short. Okay. And so, um, there is something that has truly displeased the Lord. You have other countries that worship idol gods. You have other countries that um, um, uh, live up under communism. But the United States lost the most people through the coronavirus. The United States, because the United States is favored as just as Israel, because Israel is free just as well as the United States allows uh, us to worship allows us to be able to choose who we desire to serve. It's a freedom in a lot of areas. And so um, God has richly, richly blessed us, and we have to be in prayer. We really have to be in prayer. This is um, Tuesday, and the date is uh, March the 22nd, 2022. Um, Have to be in prayer, y'all. Have to be in prayer. There's a reason why these things are are coming back, they're returning, and when it comes back, it seems like it's even more grievous. Okay, and so for some people, you know that when it first came out, you know some people tried to predict and say that it was the um, it was a gas or something that was killing all the people. This is the wrath of God. The Bible says uh, teaches us in the New Testament that the judgment is going to begin in the house of God first. So we have lost a lot of people who are labeled and were labeled as Christians, okay? So we have to really make sure that we say, make sure that our relationship is actually uh, pure and holy unto God. You know, we get before God and we talk to him, Lord, where are some areas that we need to clean up? Lord, where do I need to uh, straighten up at? You know, and if we have a relationship with God, our Priority. Our main priority is to make sure that we're um, um, holy, okay, and not try to fix everybody else and make sure that they're holy. You got to make sure you're you're holy. This um, evangelist, um, I was just thinking about her this morning. Um, we um, had worked together for some uh, for a little while, and then we also um, had went to church together uh, some years later. And so the first thing that she had um, uh, told me when I was in ministry, first got started in ministry, this was in the early 2000s, and she said, don't try to fix everybody else because you will come out of fix. Okay? You will come out of fix when you try to fix everybody else so don't do that make sure that your life is pleasing to god for him for yourself because you know nobody wants to leave because of no coronavirus nobody wants to do that people want to be you know you should want to be here to see your children your grandchildren your great-grandchildren you know so you know these things are important don't Be in there saying, the Lord give it, and the Lord take it away. This is the Lord's will. The Lord can be able to bless you by your words. Okay, your words carry power. They hold power, weight, depthness. Your words do. So we want to be praying for them. And, of course, um, just want to be praying for people um, around the globe for the things that they perhaps may be going through, the things that they may be encountering, whether it's sickness or they're trying to, you know, come out of an abusive relationship where it may be their health. Uh, they may be wrestling with a child that has gone off on the deep end. We want to be praying for people. We don't have to know their names in order to pray for them, amen? We don't have to know their names in order to pray for them. I don't know where we get these these, these uh genealogies of these these geologies I'm sorry as to where we have to say something specific um, to God in order for him to comprehend there are times where God uh requires for us to be detailed Um, You know when it comes to prayer And what have you But when you're praying for sick people You're praying for them as as a body That goes for anybody that's sick Not just your family Not for your church members That's selfishness When we only just pray for our church members That's selfishness We pray for everybody Not just the people that we know We pray for people that we don't know That we have never ever met whether they are racist or whether they are atheists or whether they have a certain denomination that are different from yours or ours or everyone, we have to still be in prayer for them. Okay? We have to pray for people. So we're going to start. um, uh, We have ended our series, uh, our four-part series um, last Tuesday, um, um, how it all began starting with the book of Genesis, chapter 1, and then we went through um, up to Genesis, chapter 6. And so this is something new that we're embarking on, and it's uh, men begins to call on the Lord, okay? Men begin to call on the Lord. And so this is coming out of the King James Version Bible. This is chapter 6. Verse 1, and we're going to pray. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to get it right, another opportunity to serve you by teaching your people, helping your people to understand. We thank you, Father, for making all things new and perfect. We thank you for new grace, new mercies. We thank you for new understanding, new wisdom, new knowledge on today. And we bless those that are hearers, Father, and doers of the word. And those that hear, we bless you, Father, that you will bless their heart and touch their heart, that they may come to know and understand and hear your word. In your son Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to start with verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, meaning they began to grow, and daughters were born unto them because at first uh, when we um, shared in the series how it all began, there were mostly men that were born. That's what the Bible basically talked about, men being born. Um, mostly, but now here we got daughters that are coming up on the earth, okay? And the daughters were created and things. No, 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 no. Daughters were not born at that time. Eve was born because she was a helpmate to you know, Adam as a husband, um, but they did not have any daughters. It's not until chapter 6 is when they start to having girls, okay? Verse 2 says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. So these are the sons of God. These are the people of the um, tribe of, of um, you know, um, Of Adam, Seth, these tribes—not the sons of Cain. We're not even God rarely talks about Cain that much, but these are the tribes of, of uh, and descendants of Adam, Enoch, and Seth. And the Bible says the men took them because they were fair, meaning they were beautiful, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And which there, when that person is beautiful. You don't do anything to try to uh, tear down a person's character. As a female, um, we don't do things like that. Uh, when they're beautiful, they're just who they are. They can't help the way that they were born. And we don't uh, go in there and tear down their character because we um, have an issue with working on ourselves with lust. Okay, I've seen that happen a lot of times where uh, lust may be wrestling with um, a leader when they are ministering or when they are over a, a church or what have you as a pastor, and um, the the person is beautiful to look upon, and so if they have on any type of makeup or they have on any type of open-toed shoes, the person gets cut down in the church just because they're beautiful. I mean, you can't judge a person as to how they Uh, come to church but you can be able to teach a person and so how you teach them is you put things in order from the beginning you don't put them in order in the middle you put it in order from the beginning not in the middle. If you, you that's just like you raising a child. If you're raising a child and you're gonna wait till that child get twelve or thirteen when you start to teaching them things and you don't teach them to stop, quit, sit down, all of this stuff when they're small, when they're crawling on the floor and what have you, you already done lost control already. You are tabashi. You done lost control already. So we work on people when when they when they first get in the door. We go in there and we put down on pamphlets or we put down those booklets or we put down those manuals. You don't wait until, you know, the church been established like 10 or 15 years down the road and stuff. But people are not going to listen to you. They're going to take those, those pamphlets. They're going to take them books. They're going to take those manuals, and they're going to shoot them straight up under, what, the front seat. Of the cart. They're not going to pay you any attention because you already lost control. Nobody don't want to listen to someone who is trying to bring order when they have not established order from the beginning. Okay? Verse uh, 2. Verse 3. I'm sorry. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now, see that He went right in there. We talked about this. Because I don't come in here and I don't pre-read these these chapters and these scriptures before I get on to any of the broadcast. I let the Holy Spirit do the talking. So you can't say that, oh, she already done rehearsed this. No, 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 no. Uh, she already done read this. Of course, I've read this for you know several times, the book of Genesis but you can still be able to get a a, a new revelation out of it each time. Every word, every period, every comma in this Bible means something. You just have to spend quality time with God so the Holy Spirit can reveal it to you. That's exactly what he told me just, what, the other day. Every word, period, comma, letter, everything in this word means something. It means something. So it says, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. So um, at first, men were living six, seven, eight, nine hundred years. So now in the chapter, sixth chapter, here it is where man's days are cut short down to 120 years. Okay? So yet his days shall be 120 years. Plus also that helps us to be able to get closer to God, too for the resurrection and for the coming of Christ. So we want that also, right? We want that. Of course we do. Chapter, uh, verse 4 says, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God, meaning the men who walked upright, came in unto the daughters of men, okay, so that means they had a relationship, an intimate contact relationship, and they bear children to them. The, the same became mighty men and were of old, men of renown, okay? Verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the fault of his heart was only evil continually. So the enemy had really had done his job through Cain, and when these other people came through, even though they came through Adam and Seth and what have you, wickedness still came up on the earth. Still came up in their minds because, you know, if we're not saved, if, come on here, if we're not saved, because at that time all of these other people they had died out. That's what the, that's what the word said. They had died out. All the Methuselah, all of them they had died out. So now you got another generation that came in here another generation. Just like I think um I think it was in the days uh in the book of Genesis when uh Joseph became governor and what have you when um, and that was a pharaoh at that time and then when Exodus came in around Moses' time, you know, they seen this star foretelling of this um um deliverer to come and deliver the children out of Bondage, which were they were in for four hundred years, the Bible says that <laughs> that generation didn't even know Joseph, so here this generation is apparently did not know God either the other the first generation had died out so um verse six says chapter six of Genesis, and it repented the Lord that he had made. Man on the earth. Now it repented mean it don't it don't mean that it was a repentance like we repent. You know, like we said, Lord please forgive me of my sins of anything that we have thought or said. Not that type of repentance. This repentance is like, Wow, I really shouldn't have done this. Okay. And he repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him as his heart. That's something we don't ever want to do. We don't want to grieve the Father. We don't want to grieve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. We can grieve our wives. We can grieve our husbands, but we do not want to grieve them. It's not going to turn out right. It's not going to come to a good conclusion if we grieve them three. Okay, they are important first. I had to learn that. Tabashi. I had to learn that. They are important first. You want to get God's attention, get in his presence first, okay? You expect God to come in there and add to whatever it is that you're doing, get into his presence first. Get into his His heavenly host first. Get into his first audience, and then he'll bless your audience. You want him to get into your finances, get into his presence first. I was just up communing this morning with the Holy Spirit, and we was talking about David it wasn't until David came out of that pity party, because see, God is not really all concerned about our tears, depending on the purpose of the reason why they were quiet. And it wasn't until he got up, bathed, got something to eat after the death of his child, after he went in there and had Uriah killed. He had Uriah killed, another woman's husband killed, because he had a big desire for lust. So did Solomon, his son. Okay. It wasn't until he got up out the pity party is when God came in and blessed him. He began to praise God. So when we put God first in everything, that's when the atmosphere shifts immediately and it turns to the good. It turns around for the good when we come out of our pity party. Okay? God wasn't just hearing all that stuff, you went in and he had somebody's husband killed. So how you expect how how did he expect God to uh to agree with him? God wasn't agreeing with him. He didn't agree with David, he still continued to bless him and what have you. But he was not there to agree with him. It wasn't until he came out of self is when God showed up. Okay. Verse seven says Chapter 6, verse 7 of the book of Genesis, King James Version Bible. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Apparently sin was real bad at this time. It was real bad. Not even uh, as worse as the time when um, Aaron had uh, built the golden calf, and God had went in there and destroyed a lot of them. Because And then because of Aaron's disobedience, he was not able to cross over. To the land of milk and honey. He knew what his assignment was. He knew what his instructions were. Or were. I'm sorry. Same thing about uh, Abraham. Moses, I'm sorry. He couldn't cross over because of his disobedience. God spoke everything to into existence. That's the reason why he gives us power to speak things. And instead of him speaking to the rock, he struck the rock with the rod. And then when the other men had came and and he had sent them out as spies, it was ten of them, it wasn't only but two that came back and said, we can take this whole land. And the other eight had went in there and cried, we can't not take them because of these giants. And because of Moses' disobedience and he listened to the people rather than him obeying God, that was the second reason why he could not cross over to the land of milk and honey, the land of Canaan. So sin can really keep us out of a lot of things. That's the reason why we have to be careful about our environment, the people who we hang around. Come on here. People can cause you to uh, mess up and fall. Okay? And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. See, he already prepared to get rid of them. He just needed a man to come in that he could be able to trust and use to build this ark, which we'll learn about later on, perhaps in another chapter, or maybe in this chapter. I don't know. For it repented me that I had made man. God was real angry. He was very, very angry. Verse 8 says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. See that I told you? I don't go in here and rehearse these chapters. I don't go in here and rehearse this word. Here it is, verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that's an honor for um, a man to be found in the eyes of God as favor, any man. Any want man, you know, a lot of times we think women can't do anything and stuff. Who told you that? Verse 9, these are the generations of Noah. Now, here, here, here God is. <laughs> He's coming in here already foretelling Noah, even before the hundred years that he was preaching, that it was going to rain. He starts off another generation. He starts off another generation. That's when we finish here. I just heard the Holy Spirit. This is finish. I'm going to change this topic. This is going to be another generation or oh, a new generation. I just heard him. A new generation. Look at that. It's terrible. He just made all of in which this that was probably a thousand years right there because the Bible just said that Enoch lived nine hundred and sixty nine years. So just think about all the other individuals, Adam and all of that. His forefathers had lived all of those years, 800, 700, and 600. So at this time, at chapter 6, there are thousands of years that have already gone by. Just look at it now. That's the reason why we got to read. We've got to study. We've got to spend time with God. We don't rush through this word, trying to get back at somebody or trying to push somebody else down. You better know this word for yourself. So in Genesis chapter six, there are thousands of years that already had passed from the generations of Adam and Eve, because of all of these other generations that have already lived. As you, as we talked about in the first series, and this is going to be a series too, the new generation. Um, these people that live seven, eight, and nine hundred years already. So these are thousands of years. So that's how. These uh, architects, archaeologists, geologists, uh, geographians, however you want to pronounce it and what have you, that's how they are able to predict that the world had been here for millions of years. Because I've always thought about that. that I've, I've always wondered about it. I've always pondered that in my heart. I'm like, how is it that man knows that... The world has been here for millions of years. It's telling you right here. We have not We have not even gotten to the book of Exodus, and we're just on chapter 6. And as we can see, thousands of years had already passed before then, before we even got to the generation of Noah. Just stick stay, just stay with me now. We're going somewhere with this. Thousands of years. Now, the Holy Spirit just revealed that to me just a second ago. I didn't know that. That's the reason why we always have to stay humble. If we stay humble. God will open up doors. <inaudible> and wisdom, and understanding, if we keep ourselves humbled, he will open up doors. I didn't even know that myself. I was had been listening to other individuals that study have already studied the Bible, and I'm like how do they you know that how how is it that they know that and then of course, I watched the discovery Channel, the scientific channel also, and they you know all always in there uh uh depicting certain things and studying certain things of egypt and unearth i think one of the, the name of the shows is called unearth Unearth. And it will just really just flabbergast you of the knowledge that they have because you have people that are still studying about the pyramids, the tombs, and the uh, people that lived beforehand and before time. But God just revealed it right here to me, he did. I mean, you listening may already have known it, but he just revealed it to me right here. So all of these other men had already gone and passed Methuselah. There were people that lived before him 800 years. There were people that lived before him 800 years. There were people that lived before Seth uh, seven and 800 years, his parents. And there were also Enos and all the rest of them. So thousands of years had already passed. And we're just on Genesis chapter 6. That's the reason why they call him. Come on here, Holy Spirit. That's the reason why they call him the Ancient of Days in Daniel chapter 7. Come on out of here. Whoosh, that that's power right there. That's glory. That's the reason why they call him the Ancient of Days. He's been He's been here for a long time, y'all. He's been here for a long time. We keep hollering about 2,000 years ago. It's been a long time. Baba, she, a baba, baba, who shot. A long time. We just repeat things because we have heard it. You know, Jesus welcomed us and stuff. When people get up in churches and stuff and they be welcoming the visitors in, Jesus welcomed us over 2,000 years ago. It's been a long time. Since this man walked the earth, I didn't. I didn't say it was a million years. I said the Lord, the the, the Father, has been here a long time. That's reason really why they call him the Ancient of Days. I love it. I love it when they call him the Ancient of Days. That means he's supreme. He's sovereign, and I can stay up under his wing, and he can continue to lead and guide me, so I don't get lifted in pride. I just said something right there. Ah, Verse 8 says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, now here come God with another generation. Verse 9 says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect, because God just ain't going to, well, I'm not going to say God is not going to come through anybody. God will come through a drunker? oh, yes, he will. You have to be humble enough to be able to listen, okay? He'll come through anybody. And apparently when it's a specific will, God will come in and be able to bless, amen, with who he sees fit. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. Let me look at my time on on my clock. And Noah walked with God, walked with God. He obeyed God. See, we keep going in here saying he was a drunker and stuff like that. The word didn't say nothing about He was a drunker. He was a drunk. He was not a drunk. He just got drunk. A person can get drunk without being a drunker. Amen? He can get drunk without being a drunker. A drunk is a person that has an alcoholic problem. The Bible didn't say nothing about this man had a problem with wine. See how we sit there and we, we we sit there and we allow other people to create these cliches for us and we sit there and we fall in there and we listen to it. We pay attention to it. It didn't say nothing about he was a drunk. That's something that we said. Man have made up. The Bible said he got drunk. And it may not have been that he got drunk because he wanted to It's probably because of all the things that he had accomplished Preaching all of those hundred years It's going to rain And nobody listening Nobody listened to him Because if somebody would have listened to him There would have been more people that have went in the ark Besides him and his wife and his sons, and his wives, and the animals. Nobody to listen to him. That means there was so much sin upon the earth that it was so full that it came to the full rim of God's wrath. See, because God will have mercy on us. He's gonna just knock you out. He gonna just cast you aside just because you have one sin, or you do something wrong one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times not going to do that. He's merciful. Verse 10 says, and Noah begat three sons, meaning he had three sons by his wife, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So these, this is where the races began to come in. This is where the races began to come in. Because when they had wives, they had to marry them, women, from somewhere. So this is where... The races came in. This there's no such thing as um, well. The race came in, you know, when people started to interacting with African American women. No, 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 no. This is where the diversities of the race became uh, came in at right here. Okay, the earth also verse eleven was corrupt before God, and and the earth was filled with violence. So people were, you know. Cain already came in and committed the first violence. You know, well, I picked that back. Satan had already came in there and committed the first violence by allowing, uh, by breathing up on and uh, encouraging uh, Eve to be able to eat from the tree of good and evil. And Adam also ate with her. So that's the first violence. The second violence was Cain. And here, goes, here comes more violence. Verse 12, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh. See that? All flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. That's bad. Okay. 13 says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. So God had already made his judgment. He had made um, his decision. and He had made his um, declaration. I'm going to get rid of them. For the earth is full with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Fourteen says, "Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shall thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch." So that means that um they had rooms just like we have. We got rooms in our home, okay. Because they had to have a place where they could bathe. Well, how can they bathe on the ark? I'm pretty sure God probably told them to put some water, uh, buckets of water and stuff like that on there. They had to have a a place where to sleep. They had to have a place where they, they could be able to use the bathroom. Pretty sure God made preservations for all of that. Okay? Let's see. Where's our time at? Because I'm doing both of them. I'm doing streaming live video, and I'm doing a radio broadcast too. So it says, and God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. That's a powerful statement. Verse 14 says, Make thee an offer, an ark of gold for wood. Rooms shall thou be in, in the ark, and thou shalt pitch it within and without. 15 says, And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. Now just notice how articulate God, God is as an architect. That's the reason why Jesus came down. He was a what? A carpenter. He was an architect. And so everything that God told them to uh, build, he always would give them specific measurements, specific colors, specific designs. It goes for Solomon uh, that went for Moses when he built the tabernacle that went for Solomon. Also, when he built the house of the Lord, when God sent these men out to do something, it was articulate, okay? Uh, and this is the fashion there. Uh, the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. The breadth is of it 50 cubits meaning how wide it is, and the height of it thirty cubits. That's how tall it is. Sixteen. A window shall thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shall thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shall thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second and third stories shall thou make it. So they was able to walk up the first floor, the second floor, the third floor. Okay, 17, and behold, I, even I, do bring a flood upon the waters of the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. Verse 14, but with thee will I establish my covenant. Thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, and thy wife, and thy sons wives with them. See that? So they had married women. And this is where the races begin. African Americans, Caucasians, um, Europeans because that's where actually the churches started from. You know, a lot of times we, you know, the the, the people, of, you know, the Kushites and the Ethiopians and all of these other individuals, well, you know, they, they're the ones that, um, you know, God came from Africa and what have you and things. Go back to your word and read your word, okay? In the book of Revelations, he talks to the children of Asia, okay? Where is Israel? It's on the continent of Asia, Okay, and we'll have to study that some other time and get into that some other time because I'm fascinated as to why God started from that continent, from the churches of Asia, the the Galatians, uh, these are churches, the Thessalonians, um, uh, the Colossians, these are churches, the the, uh, Ephesus, the church of Ephesus, the Ephesians, these are churches. Okay, these are churches, these are not people these are people in these churches in these regions and this uh, started from the continent of asia africa is right there at the boot of um the continent of asia okay so asia is where you got your vietnamese people and what have you it's not just african american so this is this is where it starts these um different because if if you remember uh later on in the book of genesis where um the city of Nod was built. Those were the descendants of Cain, and um, they went in there and built the tower. And when he built the tower, um, there were, the language was, I mean, the people was already there in different races. But then when God got angry, hey, wait a minute, these people know just as much as we do. So <laughs> let's go in here and let's distort their plans since they're trying to reach all the way up to heaven without my permission. And so that's when the languages were changed. But the races were already there. They just all spoke in one language, okay? The Chinese people was already there. They just spoke in one language. Everybody spoke in one language. Okay. Verse 19, and we we got a couple more uh, scriptures, and we will be through for this first series of the new generation, Okay. Uh, 19 says, and of every living thing of all flesh to every sort shall thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. So the locusts was there. The flies were there. The bees were there. The giraffes were there. The lions were there. Whatever there was after the earth was destroyed, they went in the ark two by two, male and female, so they can produce. So after the the ark would be completed, and the, uh, after the flood was completed, after they the the, the, the floodgates was open, the flood doors was open, or the ark was open, however you want to say it, they was able to go out and produce and make other seed. Verse twenty of fowls after their kind and cattle after their kind of every creeping thing of the earth, see there. After his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. Okay? Well, I know they got on his nerves, them bees and stuff like that. Well, maybe, maybe not. Verse 21, because if you have a purpose and God has has given you a purpose, you won't pay that stuff any attention. You'll stay focused on what God has given you. 21, and take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. See that? He told them to take the food in the ark. So you know if he told them to take the food in the ark it was somewhere where they use the restroom and stuff they do. God made sure that he was taken care of in his family. And we're going to uh, go with the last verse, verse 22 of the uh, chapter six of the book of Genesis. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he that, you know, that's all God is looking for. He's looking for obedience, obedience. And when he knows that the person has a heart to obey, then that's when the person is used. Okay. That's when the person is used. Now, One thing that I have learned is that in our journey as followers of Christ, the bars will be raised. They're going to be raised, okay? The levels of obedience will be tested. The levels of faith will be tested. The levels of love for God will be tested. It will continue to go up higher and higher and higher, okay? God got the see what you made out of and then he will show you what you made out of and he will let the enemy see what you made out of okay that's what uh the reason why he went to job he saw that job that god loved job and job loved god okay so we're going to finish we're going to stop right there chapter six we have already completed that full entire chapter and um We're going to start back next week, 5.30 a.m., next Tuesday. um, And we, again, ask you to be praying for others. Intercessory, there is nothing like intercessory prayer. A lot of times some ministries don't teach that because there's a lot of selfishness. We have to pray for people, not just for our sisters, uh, uh, the people who we go to church with, or the people who we uh, uh, live beside, or... You know, our friends and stuff like that. No, 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 no. That's not the way God operates. Excuse me. God does not operate that way. He operates in the spirit where we all are sisters and brothers. We are family. We're a family in the body of Christ. If you think we're separated now, then there is no way that you can be able to comprehend what's going to be going on in the time hereafter okay you you cannot be able to comprehend it you cannot fathom that and so we want to continue to pray for the, for the ukraine that this does not break out into a a world war 3 we pray that the lord um uh, also uh touches the inflation that is going on in the united states with the high prices of gas food i mean i think i was in a specific store don't want to call the name out and the bacon was like 6 dollars and something a pack 6 dollars and 56 Fifty some cents, and then of course we know that people, we do know that um, some oil prices are going down by the barrels. If you you know listen to the news and watch the news, um, so therefore there are people that are hiking and gouging prices too. The, the, these things really don't actually cost that much. They're just trying to get get what they can get out of it because the media is uh, inflating a lot of information that is causing people to run out there in a rush and they're panicking and stuff. Let me go ahead on and get mine right now. Let me go ahead on and jack these prices up right now. So we have to pray and ask God to decrease the inflation. Okay? We have to pray about uh, those things. I was talking to an individual um, here probably about a year and a half ago maybe or something like that maybe about a year, and she had took a trip to um, um, this particular state, and this particular state, uh, you know, don't even use, um, not the state, but this particular place where she went, they wouldn't even accept cash. Right here in the United States, they told her she had to use a debit card, okay, so we can get ready for a, a, a change, a more of a change. I know that Bitcoin is here. I know that there are other different uh, uh, money strategies that are here, but we have to be uh, get ready. We don't have to be praying against it because some of the things of the Bible is going to come, like the one world currency that it talks about in the book of the Revelation and stuff. The 666 is just the number of the beast, but it also talks about the, uh, the money factor as well in those numbers. Okay, so The Antichrist is going to be all about that money dollar. And it's not going to be with the paper. See, because the manu- these people are trying to stop the manufacturing of a lot of paper. That's the reason why they're trying to ban the books in the schools. They're trying to put everything where it's where it's reachable at your hands, like on the computer and the tablets. This is not something like where, you know, they're trying to take it back the way it was a long time ago. No, they're trying to stop uh, a lot of reproduction, a lot of refinery things, trying to stop a lot of fracking, a lot of air pollution a lot of uh, industry work, you know, okay? Computers and robots and all of these things, got, they're taking over the world. And the old system that we lived up under where, you know, you can go down the street or what have you, and you can see um, 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 uh, smoke and gases and fossil fuels coming out of, um, uh, of uh, factories and stuff, that's going to stop. This warehouse stuff is when they to shut some of this stuff down. It's, it's coming to a, a closing effect as we speak, okay? And there's um, another apostle has shared on one of her shows and things about the Bibles are going to be taken up, I think they're going to be going digital too, okay? So that's the reason why we have to hide ourselves in the Word, like David said. My Word I have hidden in my heart is nothing to be afraid of. It's something that if you're reading the Bible, you're going to know that these events are going to transpire, Okay? You know that they've got to come into fruition, y'all. So we can't pray against everything. Some things we're going to have to just leave it right there at the feet of Jesus and let the word fulfill itself. He going to fulfill, The word is going to fulfill itself whether we want it to or not. So every some things we pray about. We pray about this inflation. But some things are, are going to come to pass because the Antichrist is it's rush, it's like a rushing in type of thing where the Antichrist is going to be set up. He's already here, but I'm talking about actually being set up visually, okay? So we have to be, you know, in prayer, make sure our garments are clean and, and, and unspotted. you got to check yourself daily. Now, I'm going to check myself. The Lord knows my heart and things like that. That is not going to get it, partner. You've got to make sure that your your garments are actually unspotted through prayer Sometimes through fasting, sometimes through just, you know, and it's not a Jesus, Jesus all day and a God, God thing all day, but you know where your heart is at. You know where you may need to make changes. The Holy Spirit will bring it to you. You'll be the first one to know when you're out of order, or you'll be the first one to know that you need to be corrected the Holy Spirit is gonna bring it to you and when he bring it to you it's an opportunity you know I shouldn't have got mad at that person or I shouldn't have addressed that person that way the Holy Spirit is gonna bring it to you first before anybody the only reason why God allows a person to bring a word to us is that because sometimes and if it's a word of correction that's because we have been doing it for such a while that we have not taken uh, either authority over it or we're not paying attention to that specific thing or what have you that is wrong in our lives and we we have allowed um, the enemy to bring it into captivity upon us, and so God will sometimes allow a person to minister to to us, um, uh, uh, prophesy on us in order to get us back in line. And when the word comes to us, we have to take authority and grab it down. Okay, this is me, this me right here. Even if a person don't single you out. Face to face. If you hear it through the word, the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. If you hear it in the word, you have to take authority, take it into captivity right there. Lord, I need help with this right here. Okay? I need help with this right here. Come on there. Bye-bye, she. I need help in this right here. This is me right here. I know I'm full of pride. I know I got a problem with yelling. I know I got an anger management issue. Because the Holy Spirit is going to tell us first. That's how the Holy Spirit comes to us. He, t- he lets us see ourselves first. And then you can identify on some of the things that you have done and said to people or some of the things that you are not doing uh, and where you're not up to par in. Okay? So you have to go in and give it to God. Lord, I have a problem with... Yelling at my children when I get up in the morning. Or, Lord, I have a problem with always, because this was was one of my problems by hearing stuff, I, I always would wait until the light turned almost red and go straight through it. And the Holy Spirit was trying to teach me right there to slow down until one day I began to get tickets. So, if God can't show it to us through the through just when the caution like come on, He'll allow us to get a ticket in order for us to slow down. Some of us gotta lead to it just like I do, and that's the reason why I'm working on it i was it came back just not too long ago I think it was a week ago. How many times you gonna keep running these yellow lights to know that you need to slow down? And after, when I got to the to the third light, I said, no, nah, we ain't going to do this. I'm going to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying, and I'm going to decrease my speed so I can please the Lord when he's talking to me. Amen? Because if you keep continue to to run up on things and if God can't get your attention through the ticket and through the yellow lights, through the caution lights, then guess what's going to happen next? God's going to allow you to come up on an accident. So that's the reason why you got to humble yourself and listen. So it's just as simple as that. That's how we take authority over us. Okay, I'm always in the middle of something all the time. You got to take authority over it. Okay, I was in there asking somebody something, and the Holy Spirit said, did you just see what you just you just did?" He said, "You're in the, you're in the middle of, of of this and that and that and in the middle of this too." I said, "Oh Lord, okay, okay, okay." And so when the next day came. And what happened, which is today, okay, I'd like to be honest with people, which is today, the Holy Spirit came right in there. He said, now what you're going to do today? I said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to stand back and close my mouth, okay? We'll see you next Tuesday. Be praying for the Ukrainians okay be praying for all of this you for inflation never got a new thing done done came out now and things where people are um, uh, uh, the people went in and misused all of this money and we have to pray for our leadership pray for our government that they will make the right decisions people have misused over billions and billions and billions of dollars dispersing out all of this uh pandemic money to the people they do misused it not the people but the people that was in charge of dispersing it, like the uh, uh, Small Business Association or the Small Business Administration, a lot of people and God is vindicated curated to pay those people back for how they have misused it. African Americans, I'm just going to be honest, the minorities, African Americans, um, whatever, um, could be uh, Hispanic, Latinos, whoever had a business and they were minorities, they were rejected. For being able to get a loan, but all of these other people like the casinos, how are you going to give the casino, uh, 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 you're going to shovel out millions and millions of dollars for the casino? That's the reason why they were able to go in there and build other hotels and all kinds. They built it off their coronavirus money. But now Congress is going to hold these people accountable. They should have been unheld on but you know it takes time after everything is has settled and subsided. It may take time to generate information statistics, and what have you. but those people are going to be held accountable, so we have to be praying y'all we have to be praying because if people is misusing that much money like that, that causes the taxes to go up. you know that people nobody's not gonna give you anything for free. It ain't nothing for you. you know that this this uh, this uh uh, 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 this money that they was giving the parents and stuff for for uh, uh, child care and stuff, you know, that, that stuff, they weren't going to give you that stuff for free, making you file every last bit of it, including the stimulus checks on um, the income taxes. It got to be accountable somewhere. So um, like I said, it was a lot of billions of dollars. There were trillions of dollars that were dispersed. Uh, during the pandemic because they were giving out um, generators to everyone that came in the hospital, different uh, 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 items and stuff, everybody that came in the hospital. Um, I think in in the time of Trump, in his presidency, um, they were giving out uh, a lot of things, to hospitals. The hospitals got a lot of billions of dollars, even though the nurses were tired, but they obtained a lot of lot of lot of lot of lot of money. And now Congress is going in there, piecing out everyone who misused and handled that pandemic money. See because um that makes things go up for other people, like minorities. Um where people are still trying to get up on their feet from the pandemic and what have you, okay? So we be in prayer. We be in prayer for those things, okay? So um, until next Tuesday, you be blessed.